0: Jameis, The Case of the Missing Maid, Part 5, Intrusion, is based on the book The Leavenworth Case by Anna Catherine Green.
1: Why don't we start with Mr. Gonzalez's office, since both Hannah's disappearance and the "'Murder of Mr. Gonzalez seems connected. "'Then I'll take you out to the maid's quarters.'
2: "'Lead on, Macduff.' "'In a few moments, we were at the scene of the murder. "'The room was untouched. "'The blood was still on the desk and carpet where it had dripped. "'I indicated a door off to the right side of the room. "'What's through there?' "'An
1: elevator to Mr. Gonzalez's rooms and a small bathroom.'
2: "'The door was slightly open. "'I shouldered it fully open, and like Knight said, "'an elevator and a bathroom.' I wouldn't have called it small. So it would have been possible for someone to come and go that way the night of the murder. Hmm? I'm assuming there's another way up to Mr. Gonzalez's room.
1: Yes, you can take the grand stairs up to the mezzanine level. I hope the police drew the same conclusion.
2: Knight had just told me there was a way to come and go without being seen. The side hallway provided a place to come, wait, and go unseen. Do the maids work at night for any reason? Do they have duties after, say, nine at night?
1: Not typically. We have dedicated food service staff who wait on the family. If there is a dinner or a party, we hire staff for that event. Besides that, the family usually tends to their own needs in the evening. I believe the maids had some sort of schedule they followed, but usually not at night.
2: Hannah was seen in the house at a time when she was not usually there. She could have used the earache to draw attention away from any other reason she was in the place at that hour. It is possible she committed the murder and then fled. I need to see her room. Anna was in this area the night of the murder?
1: Yes. She said she would get a book from the library to read until she could go back to sleep. Mr. Gonzalez has a remarkable library and allows staff members to utilize it. It's directly across the hall from this room.
2: Hannah was here. Whether she did the deed or saw something, she was here. Do you know if Hannah took a book from the library that night?
1: No idea. She came into the kitchen. I gave her what I had and returned to my work. As you have seen, the kitchen is separate from this part of the house. She may have taken a book from the library, but I don't know if anyone would know which one she
2: took. I think I'd like to see her room now, if you don't mind. I followed night through the house. I could understand why I was considered the top of the top out here on Pensacola Beach. It fits the landscape perfectly. Soft coral, stark white columns supported the weight of the mezzanine above. Accents to the house's exterior were in the same soft coral and aqua blues against the cream stucco exterior. The interior floor was tiled in scenes that could have come from Atlantis itself. I walked softly as we crossed these art pieces at our feet. Despite all these details, it didn't feel like a museum, but imparted a feeling of home. A stunning home, but a home, nonetheless. It was the way Abby made anywhere we were living feel. I didn't need a tour of the rest of the house, as my concern was just for the maid. Part of me wanted to see it. The area around the pool was in keeping with the rest of the house. I noted a young woman who resembled the portrait in the entryway. She was barely wearing a bathing suit that looked more like a torture device than swimming togs. She was lounging on a chaise beside the pool and appeared to sleep. This must be Miss Unity. Dawson warned me off any interaction with the ladies of the house. I noted the presence and continued to follow after night. A utilitarian two story square brick structure was at the far end of the pool area. It was too big to be a pool house. I glanced back over my shoulder. Yep. There is a pool house closer to the mansion. No frills on the brick building we were heading toward. This must be the maid's quarters. Knight stepped to the door and pulled out a key ring.
1: Here you go. Do you mind if I stay? Boss. Well, Dawson wants it kept locked up.
2: I would appreciate it if you stayed. I may have some questions. I guess the chain of command is a bit muddled.
1: A bit. Ms. Unity, of course, inherits all of it, but she doesn't have a good handle on the business end of it. Ms. Rachel has been running the household for years, but she has no inheritance in the estate. Mr. Dawson is just an employee, but he knows more about Mr. Gonzalez's business dealing than the girls. I would hazard a guess that Ms. Rachel knows much more about Mr. Gonzalez's business dealings than Unity. I am confident that the corporation has people to take the reins at that level. Miss Unity will have to do a great deal of learning over the next several days to come up to speed on Mr. Gonzalez's empire.
2: An excellent little glimpse into the family dynamics. That little thing out by the pool got it all, but has no idea how to run the business or the household. The puffed-up little spud I met when I arrived knew about the general business dealings of Gonzalez, but had no idea what was going on at the corporate level. Rachel ran the house. It was her who made it feel like a home. Uh, show me the maid's room. I'll be out of your hair.
1: The room right over there. We have five rooms, each with its own small bathroom. Four are upstairs, and the fifth is down here. There is a common living area and kitchenette. Hannah was the senior maid, so she got the room on the ground floor.
2: I scanned the area. The common area consisted of several sofas and chairs with a large screen television. There were board games, books of general interest on some shelves... The kitchenette was a microwave, an electric tea kettle, and an under-the-counter refrigerator. There was no table or even a breakfast bar. I'm guessing they don't do much eating in here. Knight's face took on an amused expression.
1: It's pretty grim. We prepare the meals for the staff as well. The staff eats their meals in the dining room off the kitchen. Here's Hannah's room.
2: (whistles) Nice digs. Hannah's room was actually a suite. The outside of the place wasn't anything to write home about. I was looking at a large enough room to qualify as a one-room apartment. A television was hanging on the wall. The bathroom contained a shower, sink, toilet, and ample storage room. The closet was large. With getting to eat what the chef prepared for three squares a day, (laughs) working here sounded like heaven. It sure beat standing over the sink wolfing down microwave SpaghettiOs. I was thinking about asking if I could join the staff. I wandered around the room, poking in drawers, looking in the closet, opening up cabinets. There were some empty hangers, but a full laundry basket of dirty clothes. No way to tell how many clothing items were taken. No phone or purse. There was a large wicker basket the size of a small garbage can beside the chair, filled with knitting supplies and a few knitted items. An unfinished lap blanket was in the easy chair. Did you notice anything out of the ordinary?
1: Well, I don't go out here often... She left her knitting. Hannah was an avid knitter. She made a ton of lap blankets for local skilled nursing facilities in the area. She would have taken her knitting especially an unfinished product.
2: Leaving the unfinished knitting told me she left in a hurry and wanted to travel light. I think I'm done here. Knight opened the door. I could hear the voices before I left the maid's quarters. I placed a hand on Knight's shoulders to stop her and put my finger to my lips.
0: You may not have pulled the trigger, but you are the cause. Oh, I can guess who it was on the other side of that deadly bullet. I told you not to do what you did. Yet you persisted. You, who have everything to be grateful for, opted to deceive someone who loved you and opened his home to you when he didn't have to. You are as guilty as the one who ended the life of our adoptive father, who loved us both well all to clear a path for your whims. You are a selfish, heartless soul.
2: Night turned to me. Her eyes were large, and she started to say something. Once again, I put my finger to my lips and shook my head. I peered around the door. The tableau that greeted my eyes was compelling. Unity sitting up on the chaise. Her eyes were angry, and she was pointing an accusing finger at what must be the other cousin. The other woman, with a single dark braid running down her back, had one hand gripping the back of a chair and the other over her heart. I cleared my throat, moved out to the pool area. Knight followed me. Unity was startled when she saw me. She recovered quickly, settling back into a more relaxed posture. The other woman, equally surprised, turned to look at me. Now, if I had thought that Unity was beautiful, I was not prepared for Rachel Gonzalez. She was at least as attractive as Unity, but with darker hair, dark brown liquid eyes, long lashes, and a figure many women spend a fortune to achieve. Unity was beautiful the way the portrait was beautiful, but it was Rachel who inherited the incredible intensity of the woman in the portrait.
1: Chef, you brought us a visitor. Yes, in a manner of speaking. Miss Unity, Miss Rachel, this is Hunter James. I've asked him to investigate the disappearance of Hannah.
2: Oh, well, I suppose that is wise. If something awful happened to her, we would want to know that, I suppose. Ladies, please excuse Chef Knight and Mr. James. Are you finished with Mr. James, Chef? Good. This way, Mr. James. The overdressed buffball didn't even wait for Knight to answer. I guess I was intruding because I was getting the bum's rush. Dawson led me through the house and held the door for me. I trust you have seen everything you need to see and will not need to come to the house any longer. I trust you will find Hannah. As soon as I crossed the threshold, Dawson closed the door. I was glad I stepped away or it would have hit me. I started to move to my car when I heard my name being called.
0: Mr. James, please wait.
2: I saw Rachel Gonzalez making her way towards me.
0: Mr. James, can I have a word, please?
2: How can I help you? She placed her hand on my arm. The pleading in her eyes had my feet nailed to the ground. I could see the white-capped waves tossing on the ocean behind her. I could feel the breeze, but I could not move.
0: You must find her! You must!
2: I had decided not to take the case after being escorted out by Dawson. The maid was either dead at the hands of the killer, or she was the murderer. The look on Rachel's face made me change my mind.
0: Thank you for listening to Seamus. If you liked this episode of Seamus, please leave a review and tell your friends. Seamus, The Case of the Missing Maid, Part 5, Intrusion, is based on the book The Leavenworth Case by Anna Catherine Green. Hunter James was played by Sheldon Bird. Eve Dawson was played by Chris Hall. Unity Gonzalez was played by Denise Shannon. Rachel Gonzalez was played by Katie Sharp. Donna Knight was played by Julie Pullen. I'm Leslie Woodruff. This episode of Seamus was written by Max Reese and directed by Jean Phillips. Sound design for Seamus is provided by openmicrecordingstudio.com. Seamus is a New Meadows Media production. All rights reserved.